Um, as a conservationist, a sportsman that has never participated in a coyote contest, I will not refer to him as coyote killing contest. That is not a fair statement. I still believe as a sportsman that you should maintain the right to hunt in a matter which is fit and which you enjoy. It's a right to assemble. It's a right where family and friends get together and go out and remove a prey species that negatively affects the herds in Nevada. Now, we've heard several things about it not being biologically sound, and that, that may be true, but it is beneficial to those communities in which it happens. And it might not benefit the whole state, but it does benefit those communities. Along with that, with, with, with regards to the wanton waste or coyote slaughters, which has been referred to, there is more waste done by predator management programs than there is ever done by a coyote contest. A lot of these sportsmen do take and use these animals. They will tie on the pelts and they'll bring them to the, the hide and fur traits, you know, places and do things like that. Now, also it says that coyotes aren't dangerous in public areas. I know of a, I don't know of a fact, but I know that there has been recently in the last six months, two coyote incidents, which um, people enjoying nature have got bit while they're sleeping. And so there are certain coyote escalations that will happen if the coyotes aren't managed. Um, I just, I, I really hope that the commissioners will take into effect that this is a way of sportsmen and that we don't remove these coyote contests and that we don't call them coyote killing contests or else we're going to have to call them deer killing contests, bass fishing killing contests and several other things. And I appreciate your time and thank you so much for listening to me. Thank you, Mr. Stoker. Uh, let's see, Larry Staley. Where did Mr. Volts go? He was, oh. Can you hear me commissioners? Yes, okay. Yes, Madam Chair, Commissioners, I appreciate the time I have to talk to you today. Um, I would advise you to oppose this uh, proposed thing from the Clark County Commission. Uh, the one thing I want to touch on is stop referring to them as killing contests. It's called a calling contest for a reason. Uh, my dad used to say it's called, it's, it's not called killing, it's called hunting. Hunting takes technique and hone skills. If it was called killing, there would be more people doing it, and that's a fact. Uh, the same goes for coyote calling. If, if that's, uh, it takes extreme skill and technique to call on a coyote. Many of the statements made were, were using the word killing to play on the emotions of others. It's not a bass killing tournament, a chucker killing contest, or a big buck killing contest. So stop referring to it as a killing contest. It's not. It's strictly a calling contest where you go out and you try to prove that you can call on a, a coyote. It's not easy. People that think it is, they're 100% wrong. Um, 100%. And if they think it is easy, I dare you to go to a, a, a sporting store, pick up a hand call and go try to call a coyote because you won't do it. Fact. So um, also hunters on here have been portrayed as, as just wild savages going out shooting bullets all over the place and willy nilly. Well, the type of people that are hunters are people that aren't felons. They're allowed to have their, for their second amendment rights. They uh, go out, they participate in the outdoors and they're law-abiding citizens. That's who comes out to our, our state to come out and, and go out and hunt. It doesn't matter if it's coyotes, ducks. Uh, doesn't matter if it's fishing. Doesn't matter if it's coyote hunting. It doesn't matter if it's big game hunting. People that come out and hunt are people that are law-abiding citizens. That's a fact. So 
Uh, one thing I'd like to also con consider is how is it fair to solely go after one group of like-minded individuals for something that's, that we like to enjoy? If you're going to ban coyote calling contests that are an unprotected species in our state, then you'll have to stop the multi-million dollar industry of bass fishing tournaments where there's multi-million dollars brought in for bass that are brought in that die in the live well. Um, there's big buck contests held in almost every small town in the state of Nevada where you bring your biggest buck in and you might win some cash. The same goes for a coyote calling contest. Um, you're also going to have to stop doing the Nevada wildlife record book. You're going to have to stop doing that because there's belt buckles given to the top three species in our state, which is a fact. Don't believe me? Go look up. There's a Nevada wildlife record book that gives you the, the top three animals killed in the state of every species. Um, so you're going to have to stop doing that. Uh, you're going to have to stop the trucker contest. You're going to have to stop these banquets because these banquets are earning money. And these banquets are using that money to go out there and put more animals on there for, for, for people to go kill. Why would we do that? So take this into consideration when you're going to sit there and target one group of individuals that like to go hunt coyotes that try to do a little bit of predator control in the areas that I like to go big game hunt. Okay, thank you, Mr. Staley. Next up is Randall Massaro. Hello. Hi there. Yes, hi, can you hear me? Yes, we can, please go ahead. Okay, uh, thank you commissioners uh, for this opportunity to speak to you. I'm Randall Massaro, I'm national president of union members for the preservation of wildlife an animal rights and activist organization that's been around since 1970. Uh, we advocate and we, uh, for, for, my, for myself, I'm retired law enforcement, worked with federal law enforcement as well, and became an actor in Hollywood and big advocate for animal rights. Uh, obviously, uh, we were involved with your first ever bear hunt. Uh, and we also sit on Native American boards where we include Native Americans, uh, animal rights organizations, and concerned citizens. Uh, we'd, like to vote you, uh, we'd like to ask you to vote no on coyote killing contests. Uh, and if science doesn't prove it, then obviously the ethics of being a hunter should. Uh, while most people consider hunters, the guy that goes out and shoots an animal and, and eats it, uh, most uh, quite often here in California and, and now Arizona and many other states are going along with uh, voting uh, against coyote killing contests, 17 states right now, and we're working on others. Our Teamsters Union that I represent uh, is supporting the no hunt policy for the fact that uh, the biggest buyers of pelts, hides, and furs is communist China and Russia. And while we're pushing for the boycott of states that do support the purchase of furs, we have gotten to our union, our union members in Europe, as well as other countries, to uh, dissuade people from buying and traveling to many of the states that support uh, the coyote killing contests and hound dog hunting of bears and other animals. In California, we won the fight to ban hound dog hunting on bears and bobcats. We banned bobcat trapping. We won protection for the wolves in California. And our, again, we're an international animal rights organization and we bring in the Native American side of it as well. While Native Americans hunt for survival, there's a big difference between hunting for fun, sport and profit. We encourage your board not to uh, vote for hound dog hunting of bears and coyote killing contests. Uh, we are, uh, again, actors, actors from Hollywood are watching you as my, as myself, I am an actor, retired federal law enforcement officer, worked investigations for the state of California. And we use this also as evidence where we bring in the videos and, uh, and other testimonials, uh, from the hunting industry. And we'd like to encourage you, uh, please look at all the facts, 
and listen to Project Coyote Humane Society and many of the other allies and friends out there. And if I'm going to extend an olive branch and ask you if you'd like to visit the Wolf Rescue in Lucerne Valley, California, we'd love to have you be our guest and come on out and, uh, and get hands-on experience with live wolves and see why we're so adamant about protecting wildlife. We have a wolf rescue with 20 wolves out there. Many of the actors come out and support uh, the wolf uh, uh, protection for the wolves and other wildlife, like Sons of Anarchy, cast and crew of Twilight. Uh, we were in a lawsuit. We joined up with actor Robert Redford in New Mexico. So we'd like to invite you to come on out, extend the olive branch of friendship for all of you and look up Wolf Mountain Sanctuary, look up union members for the preservation of wildlife. My name is Randall Macero. Feel free to give me a call. I sent you an email. Thank you, Mr. Macero. Next up is Fred Volz. Thank you. For the record, Fred Volz. When the elected representatives of over 70% of the state's population unanimously oppose wildlife killing contests because of the detrimental impacts on wildlife, plus health, public health, safety, and liability factors, the Wildlife Commission needs to take action. Contest participants are killing wildlife. Don't sugarcoat reality. Some, including six of the appointed Clark Cab, dismissed the elected county commission's message as ill-informed and emotional, while twice failing to show up at public meetings and make an alternative case. They failed to track the county commission's wildlife-related agenda items, one of their responsibilities. Mass slaughter of any species for amusement, sport, or fundraising cannot be rationally perpetuated, regardless of whether the targets are categorized as protected. Fishing contests do not involve the high volume killing of wildlife or dangers to public health and safety. They deserve exemptions from WKC prohibitions. Fear mongers claiming wildlife pose a threat to be addressed through WKCs or unlimited bounty hunting would be well advised to spend their time, money, and energy educating people in the actions they can take to diminish unwanted wildlife-human interactions. Such alternatives include adequately protecting their pets or livestock, containing and securing human garbage, removing exterior water and food sources, and arranging television public service announcements, along with social media and HOA dissemination. Nevada needs to ban wildlife killing contests, much as it needs to ban commercial trapping on public lands as New Mexico enacted yesterday. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Voltz. Uh, next up is Brian Cox. Oh, hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Thank you. Go ahead, please. Okay, I, I listened to the county commissioner meeting and, um, you know, I, I've heard a number of people say, well, this isn't anti-hunting. It's, it's, it's anti-killing it's anti and cruelty. Well, when I listened to everybody that came forward before the county commissioners, the majority of comments were either anti-shooting, anti-hunting, and everything about the coyote killing contest was emotional. Um, you know, I, I've heard several people say this is, this is cruel. It's a blood sport. Well, as a young boy growing up in Nevada, I was in the desert and I witnessed two coyotes go after a rabbit. And I'd never seen a rabbit run so fast in my life. And so I went to investigate. The first thing I found was a pile of, 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 of the, the, the rabbit's entrails. And, and this is the way predators go after animals throughout the world, not just 
here, but, but in Africa as well. The, the predator immobilizes the animal and they disembowel the animal through the, the stomach because that's where the, the skin is the thinnest. Um, animals die in, in the wild really only two ways. That's starving to death or being ripped to pieces by another animal. And so when I hear that, that you know, this is cruel and this is, you know, this is, um, it's inhumane. Well, that, that's what nature is. And to all those people that, that believe that they, they, they're supportive of the, seeing animals in the wild, well, you can thank a hunter for that. You can thank a hunter for pain, not only themselves, but their fathers and their grandfathers for participating in the conservation since Teddy Roosevelt and then FDR enacted it through the Pittman-Robertson Act. So to, to anybody that wants to say they're for conservation, but use the rhetoric of anti-hunting, I'm, I'm sorry, but it's very disingenuous and you're, you're ignoring history. Um, and, and anybody that thinks that urban, Nevada, urban Las Vegas should determine the policy for the entire state, I'm sorry, that's not the way our democracy is set up. Um, I'm hearing way too much anti-hunting rhetoric, and you say it's not, but you are using that rhetoric, and, but you say you're not anti-hunting. It, it's disingenuous, and I'd appreciate it if you looked at history and, look at, and appreciate the conservation efforts of hunters not only today, but our fathers and our grandfathers that participate in this, uh, going back uh, to FDR. And thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Mr. Cox. Uh, next up is Jim Cooney from Elko Cab. Madam Chairman, uh, members of the commission, for the record, Jim Cooney, uh, Elko Cab. Um, it's been, I really appreciate all of you listening to, to all these different points of view, but it's my responsibility as a cab to uh, let you know exactly where Elko County uh, comes down on this. Um, with regards to the Clark County resolution, I too uh, would like to have everybody consider these to be coyote calling contests, not killing. Uh, the Elko Cab does not support the resolution from Clark County. Uh, a number of the items that were brought up during our cab meeting uh, have been touched on. I'll, I'll try to fill in a few of the, the areas that uh, I haven't heard so far in the discussion. Uh, these contests help to maintain a healthy population uh, to keep the coyotes from getting mange and possibly rabies uh, and reducing the conflict with pets and human interaction. Um, in Elko County, these coyote calling contests do have an economic value to the local economy, uh, gas, rooms, restaurants, um, and uh, uh, the likes do have uh, a considerable economic impact. We also, Elko County Cab, as, as well as most of the residents of Elko County support the livestock industry and this, uh, and to reduce the predation that happens. Um, you know, the first thought that, that I had as I looked at this, if Clark County uh, is putting forth a resolution 
um, why don't they first consider uh, the county commission? One of their primary responsibilities is to uh, develop ordinances. If, if Clark County would like to have uh, an ordinance that outlaws that, that's fine, but let's not uh, push that off on the other 16 counties. Um, I'd also draw your attention to uh, an email that you should have received from the Elko County Manager's Office that the Elko County has come up with a resolution to support the coyote calling contest as it is right now. A final question that I have, and, and I thought that it was interesting, I don't know if Commissioner McNinch uh, addressed this or not, I didn't hear him earlier. Um, typically, my understanding is that the commission goes through and we... Uh, oh. Um, shoot, Missy, uh, Mr. Cooney is with a cab, so he gets up to six minutes. Am I back? You're back. Thank you, Mr. Okay. Cooney. My apologies. Okay. Uh, the, why was this brought forward to the commission in the form of just a resolution and not in the form of a petition? Um, my understanding is that the petition is a, the correct procedure to, to bring forth one of these questions. So um, with that, that's, those are the, the primary things. Most everything else has been touched on previously. So I don't wanna prolong this. Uh, hearing. So thank you. Thank you, Mr. Cooney. And my apologies for that. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on. Fauna, can you give us your last name, Fauna, please? Fauna Tomlinson. Can you okay. hear me? Yes, okay. we can. Please go ahead. Thank you. So I had this prepared statement, but almost all my points have already been talked about. I'll try to keep this brief and come up with new ones. Um, not only does killing contests hurt the reputation of hunters, but also Nevada residents. I do not want to be the la one of the last states standing that allows this. Speaking of, as each Western state bans killing contest, we are seeing an uptick in killing contests. We, they're underground, so it's hard to find them. Right now, we have about three dozen, which is up from two dozen the beginning of this year. Contestants are growing in size. Also, the World Coyote Calling Contest brought in 157 participants. The really bad part about this is the prize money is growing. So we've documented $20,000 in prize money. Now, remind you that none of this None of this goes to endow. None of this goes to research. None of this goes to science. There's no data. There's no numbers. None of this is just calling or killing. You call to kill. And uh, even endow shows that there's no science that says this helps. Um, so when somebody, just like Hub said, that there's so much misinformation with coyotes. Um, 
the last person said that this slows mange. No, it doesn't. There's no science that shows that. It, show, it slows disease. No, there's no science that shows that. Or it slow, shows slows pet taking and there's no science to show that either. So I think it's really important that we keep with science and not the you know feely touchy stuff because science does not show that killing contests help in any way for livestock, pet protection. Um, somebody else said that you have to watch to make sure your children aren't snatched. I wanted you to know that's also false and that in Nevada, um, there's never been any coyote that has been documented to kill a person. So there, as far as being safe, it's hard to think of something in Nevada that has never killed somebody. Um, we have thought long and hard about it, but we, we can't seem to find anything. But um, the difference between a fishing derby, a, a deer derby, and a chucker derby, easy, there's limits and you eat them. There's no limits in coyote killing contests. And I think that's the reason why it gives the ethical hunter's a bad name. It's just like Hub said, bodies on top of bodies. Thank you, Ms. Tomlinson. <clears throat> Next up is Daniel Davis. Can you hear me? Yes, we can, thank you. Please go ahead. Thank you guys for the opportunity to speak here today. I'm calling in as a Clark County resident. Um, Personally, I've had pets while on a leash in a Clark County park, had coyotes come up within 10 feet of me and try taking them. Walking through my neighborhood, I've watched other people uh, walking their dogs, have packs of coyotes stalking them. So quite frankly, as a taxpayer in Clark County, I'd love to see the Clark County officials do something about that rather than worry about these contests, which seem to be more of an emotional-based attack than anything. Um, I'm an outdoor enthusiast. I spend a lot of time out hiking, mountain biking. I've come across predator hunters and never once have I had anyone make me feel unsafe. I've never heard of anyone or anyone's pets being injured by anyone in these contests or predator hunting in general. So I feel like there's a lot of misinformation and misspread fear in that regard. Uh, I've never come across any of them who don't seem to be very respectful and quite frankly, pretty pretty well trained and informed on how to handle weapons. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Davis. Trish Swain. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can, please go Very ahead. Good. Thank you, Madam Chairman. Thank you, members of the commission. And really thank you, Commissioner McNinch for bringing this forward. We are very grateful when I say we, all of us who keep talking about this stuff for years and years. And I tried to collect some comments real quick here that are not repetitious because um, I certainly uh, feel strongly that we do not need, uh, but I do call them killing contests for anything at all. One thing I wanna say is I think it is the height of absurdity to say that you hate an animal an animal is an animal. It's doing what it's born to do. So the, the coyote has gotten so much bad press, so much persecution, so much hatred that um, it's really shocking. It's really disturbing. And I cannot understand 
Well, I understand because it's traditional or whatever, but to blame an animal for being what it is or being a predator or eating prey, it's absurd. How can an adult take a position like that? So that's the first thing I'd like to say. I would also like to say that uh, in our neighborhood, there's a lot of folks who have just moved in and I live pretty much on the outskirts of town. You only have to go a quarter mile to where you're out in the hills. And that's why I live here because I hiked out there with my dogs all the time. And I ran into coyotes very frequently, never had any problem with me or my dogs or the coyotes. As a matter of fact, I consider them some of the most wonderful and absolutely magical events that ever happened in my life because um, they're amazing animals. You never know exactly what they're gonna do. They communicate to you. They're making noises at you and their body language. And um, I'm very grateful that I've had those experiences and they certainly left me with a respect and an affection for coyotes as the beings that they are. Now um, in our neighborhood, as I say, um, a lot of folks have moved in and we have that neighborhood chat uh, chat room, I guess you'd call it, the uh, next door. And people, oh, I saw a coyote, what am I going to do? Oh my gosh, there's a coyote, am I going to have to uh, lock my children up? What's going to happen? So I contacted the Department of Wildlife, the um, Urban Wildlife, uh, geez, I'm not getting the, uh, the Urban Wildlife Division, and Jessica Hyatt came out here. And she gave a wonderful presentation to our neighborhood. And there is none of this, oh, the coyote is such a danger. Oh, you have to worry about it if you see one. None of that. She gave us some very solid pointers. Uh, I mean, face it, they've been here first. It's their, it was their territory before we moved in here. And she gave us some very solid pointers about keeping your yard clean, clean up your fruit, don't leave garbage, don't leave pet food out there. So. Uh, Oh, thank you, Ms. Swain. If you've got further comments, you can uh, send them along to the department and they'll include them in our packet, our minutes. Um, again, uh, you've got three minutes. If someone's already said much of what you're going to say, can you, can you be briefer? <laughs> so we get through everyone. We've still got a number of folks to get through, a dozen at least. Um, Carol Garlington. Hi, thank you, commissioners. Thank you, Commissioner McNinch for bringing this up. My prepared statements will be redundant. Um, the letter that I wrote to the Reno Gazette Journal that was published basically says the Nevada Board of Wildlife Commissioners has the opportunity to make the proper ethical decision to ban killing contests in Nevada as several other Western states have done. That is my position. I am appalled that we continue to talk about this, especially in a year of COVID when we are all the survivors to murder other creatures at this time is unthinkable. Thank you very much for discussing this. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Ms. Garlington. <clears throat> Next up, Catherine Smith. Hi, uh, good afternoon. Hey, um, thank you for hearing our comments today. Uh, and uh, I would like to thank uh, Commissioner McNinch for his courage to raise this topic. Um, 
I happen to agree with his alternative theory of the tipping point over the slippery slope. Tipping points are tricky. Um, you don't really know what the cause will be and it can surprise you. As Commissioner Hubbs said yesterday, it is the lack of widespread knowledge by the public regarding the activities this commission has condoned in the past that protects the status quo. If this commission retains its course of inaction, I wonder what Nevada's tipping point will be. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Smith. Uh, next up is Mel Belding. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Thank you. <clears throat> Please go ahead. Thank you for uh, recognizing my hand. Um, there's, a, there, there's a couple things that I'd like to uh, address. Um, number one is um, I, I, I've never went to the world championship calling contest, but um, a, a brief check of their, their website, um, Commissioner McNint said that uh, um, they bring in a lie detector test, a polygraph, to, to uh, see if there's any antis in there to do the hunt. I, 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 I spoke with a couple guys here earlier and um, I'm told that's not the case. They're brought in for uh, making sure that the coyotes were taken within the time frame of the contest. So I, I, would, I, would, I would really like to know where Commissioner McNinch got that. Also, um, the, the WCCC is by invitation only. So it's not open to the public. So I wouldn't know why they would have to uh, scrutinize someone that's trying to get in the contest when they've already invited them. Um, Rex Flowers used the term uh, rip the lips and uh, out of the fish. And I'm going to take that a little further. Um, we, we have these fishing derbies, you call them, of course, wildlife killing contest. I wish this would have been more specific so that we could have had some conversation at the cab. If we're, if we're talking about a coyote killing contest, a coyote calling contest, let, let's address it. But um, uh, here's the question. And you guys know who I am. You've seen me at that, at that podium a lot of times. You want to talk ethics and morals. Is this ethical? Is this moral? My biggest thing, eight of the nine commissioners at that time voted. First, I'm going to say this. Money was being mentioned. Would it be okay if these contests gave the Department of Wildlife money? Would it make it more ethical, more moral? Because the most unethical thing that I see done, and eight of the nine at that time voted for it, is to kill a desert bighorn sheep 24, or 365 days a year, point of sale. Now that's changed July. I ask you, Mr. McNinch, Ms. Hubs, you guys approve this. Is it ethical? Is it moral? Let's talk about. Oh, 
Okay, Mr. Belding, if you've got further comment, please go ahead and send it to the department. Thank you. Uh, next, we've got David Bonsegger. I hope I said that correctly. Yes, hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can, thank you. All right, commissioners, and we're getting late in the day. Um, and thank you for uh, sticking with this public here. Um, today I'm speaking on behalf of the uh, nearly 6,000 members of the Sierra Club in, in Nevada, in Toyabi chapter. And uh, we followed this issue back in 2015, 2016, when Mr. McNinch uh, talked about it. At that time, we passed a re resolution in the chapter uh, against wild, uh, coyote killing contests, and that's on the record, and we presented it then. So uh, I'll try to be a little more brief today. Um, the Sierra Club does oppose hunting events that promote the killing of any animal in an excessive and unmanaged manner, such as in coyote killing contests. Sierra Club understands, however, that some exceptions in formal regulations may be warranted to continue to allow more acceptable public events, fishing derbies, for example. We also recognize that there will be a need for predator control at various times and places, but killing contests and similar events are not the appropriate tool to address these management needs. I'm just gonna give you a kind of a personal uh, note here. Uh, I live in Northwest Reno and I go out and hike in the hills and uh, a lot. And it's not uncommon for me to see a coyote and uh, them along with uh, deer and uh, rabbits and badger, that gives me my wildlife experience. But particular, the coyote, quick, cunning, alert, adept. They deserve our respect for persevering as a species when so much has been thrown at them in a quest to eliminate them in, in the past. I feel we should allow them to live their lives with the minimal amount of uh, interference that's necessary. So returning now to uh, speaking for the Sierra Club, you have before you a resolution that will start the process for banning coyote killing contests in Nevada. Uh, we, along with the whole body of Nevada citizens, own the wildlife in this state. We ask that you vote in favor of this resolution in order to prevent indiscriminate killing of one ecologically important species for the enjoyment of a few. Now, I heard a lot uh, about science today, and I appreciate uh, the comments by the uh, director, uh, Wassily, and others on this, but I think this is an issue that's not going to be decided on, on science. Um, why should the sensitivities of a few people uh, limit the activities of others? Well, the sensitivities of a few people are now the sensitivities, I think, of the majority. Thank you, Mr. Von Sigern. If you'll send the comments to the department, they'll be reflected in our minutes. Next up is Mike Reese. Uh, good afternoon, Chairwoman East and commissioners. Um, I'd like to uh, compliment uh, Commissioner Keel on bringing up uh, this morning the, the topics we need to discuss. I'm gonna talk about <clears throat> a doe's uh, recruitment versus the coyote's recruitment. In a perfect world, a doe will have two fawns. In a 
perfect world, most coyotes are going to have six to eight. Right there, you're probably four to one, four coyotes to every one fawn that's born. This discussion is leading toward how do we put a protection on, this, on the coyote? And I'm scratching my head going, at what point are we going to talk about putting a protection on our fawns so that we can have a higher recruitment rate? I'm going to leave that where that's at. I've heard talks about ethics in this. You have a coyote uh, predator hunter that leaves the house, probably has the same gun, same ammo, same vehicle, same calls, and he goes coyote calling. Takes exact same equipment and goes to a, uh, a calling contest. He has dinner with some friends he probably hasn't seen a whole lot. And then he will break up with the rest of them, go out onto the public lands by himself or with his partner on it if it's a two-man team. What is unethical about any step in that equation? Is it unethical because he decided to go have dinner with some friends he hadn't seen because nothing else changes? He's still going hunting for coyotes, whether it's just him and his partner or whether he's doing it as a coyote. Let's talk public lands. They talk about you got to have a permit. When these coyote calling contests go on, they disperse. You can't go into an office and say, we're going to have 20 guys. We're going to go coyote hunting. Okay, where are you going to go? Well, I don't know exactly where all these people are going to go, but they're not going to be around us. They might be 100 miles away. Well, how do we give you a permit for that? And it, it's kind of ludicrous to think that because, okay, we all know that you're going to have a couple thousand deer hunters hit our public lands at the same time. No permits required for that. It's a multi-use land, and this is being used for a multi-use. I will not bore you with any more of the details. You guys have pretty much heard the stuff. I'm going to ask you guys to deny the resolution as presented. Thank you. Thank you for your comments, Mr. Reese. Um, Joe Crawford is next up. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, this is Joe Crawford with the Lyon County Cab. We voted unanimously. Mr. Crawford. Are you speaking on behalf of the cab? Uh, yes. Okay, then uh, you can take up to six minutes. Um, I'm only going to keep it brief because most of the points that were discussed in the cab have already been presented by other speakers. Um, I do have a portion of that I do want to speak as myself, though. Okay. So uh, the Lion Cab um, unanimously voted to not move forward with this proposed regulation change um it was basically everybody felt that it was emotionally charged regulation change and it was unnecessary um here's the portion where i'm going to speak for myself uh i feel that the wildlife killing contest the name alone was meant to trigger some type of emotion <clears throat> i know that the coyote calling contests or in fact that they're calling contests um, I hear the word blood sport killing that is also associated, associated with the negative connotation. Um, I've heard multiple people speak. Um, I've heard a commissioner state that sportsmen take their hunting rights for granted. I've heard a commissioner say, compare us to 
an embarrassing family member that should just be quiet. And then I've also heard a California actor use my Native American heritage to try to promote and further an anti-hunting agenda, which is absolutely disgusting. Do not use my Native American heritage to further your anti-hunting agenda. And do not compare me to an embarrassing family member that is despicable. Thank you. Mr. Crawford. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Jason Graham. Jason, have you already spoken today? I have not. Okay. I've got some people that I think may have. So, all right, go ahead, please. Thank you, commissioners. I guess I just wanted to touch base on this. I've heard several testimonies. Um, I have to agree with Joe Crawford on some of his thoughts as well. I've got some embarrassing family members, but I can't get rid of them. And I'm not going to. Um, the other things, I just did a quick Google search and brought up four or five different coyote attacks in 2020. Children strangling a dog who was attacking a child. People say they're not dangerous. They can be. It's not common, but they can be. I guess the next thing is, is we have taken populations of wolves down to almost extinct, grizzly bears, several different things. Coyotes have been on the hit list from day one, and they have expanded their territories clear back to Maryland. I mean, there was attack in Chicago. So coyote contest, coyote trapping, all of it, it's not doing anything. We can't manage these animals. They're unstoppable, plain and simple. Man has tried, they can't do it. We spend tons, <clears throat> excuse me, tons of money every year to try and knock down the population and it doesn't work. I guess, and then the term wildlife killing competitions. We have wildlife competitions, hunting competitions, there's buckles, there's certificates across the board. So, the, the name of this, the way you're calling it is just incorrect. And that's all I have, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Graham. Uh, next up, Maggie Yu. Hi, this is Joseph Terry again, thanks for hearing me. Uh, firstly, I wanna speak about the title of the wildlife killing contest. I know it's been discussed. I don't agree with the title uh, I believe it's biased and has an agenda. Uh, I personally have hunted coyotes, um, not in a, uh, what you guys call coyote killing contests, but I've hunted by myself before. Even though I don't participate in the contest, I do believe someone else should be allowed to. Uh, the impacts of coyotes on the landscape is huge. Coyotes have continued, uh, continued to demonstrate their wits, outsmarting hunters by not being called in or by getting comfortable around city limits and moving closer to the population. I've seen multiple coyotes here in Las Vegas. I do report it, but that's about all that happens until something bad happens and then the then uh, that coyote gets removed. Uh, Commissioner McNinch said, there's no money coming in from coyote killing contests, which I agree. Uh, the endow is not making money off the contest, but I believe the most important thing is that the coyote numbers are being, are attempted to be controlled. 
Uh, if this is passed, the pressure that is already placed on coyotes would greatly be reduced. Uh, someone mentioned that residents enjoying Nevada outdoors would be at risk if calling contests would go on. Uh, when someone hunts coyotes, they don't go to Red Rock, they don't go to Lake Mead, they go in the middle of nowhere where no one is. That's the whole point. Because if you do, then coyotes simply won't come in. And thank you, that's all. Okay, thank you, Mr. Terry. Uh, Jason Graham, you just spoke. Are you speaking, are you trying to speak again? Okay, we're gonna go, okay. I think maybe sometimes the hands don't come down as quickly as they should. Uh, next up is Clint McGar. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, we can, thank you. Go, Please go ahead. Okay, for the record, Clint McGar, Elko County. Um, like many people have said, quit calling it coyote killing contests. It's coyote calling contests. I'm just playing for people's emotion. Um, we talk about predator control. Who pays for the predator control in the state? As far as I know, there was over a million dollars last year that came from the hunters in Nevada that applied for their big game tags, $3 per application. So over a million dollars comes out of our pockets to pay for predator control, but you're saying that we can't help out by doing these coyote calling contests? There's no reason for that. If you're going to take away us being able to at least chip in, I know you're not trying to ban coyote hunting, but there's no reason we can't get together. And if we make some money, we make some money, but we're all getting together and having a good time. We're not putting the public at risk at all. I heard one lady talk about USDA reports. I've emailed you guys all my statement. It's a two page statement that I've put out. Um, in a study in 2015 from the USDA, coyotes accounted for 40 and a half percent of predator caused calf deaths. Um, they also accounted for 54.3 percent of the total predator caused sheep deaths, with 63.7 percent of that being the lamb deaths. And then it goes on to goat and kid deaths, and coyotes accounted for 43.1 percent were from coyotes. So we as hunters and predator callers are doing our part, whatever we can, as a free service to the public. So banning these tournaments is just taking our rights away from us one step at a time. That's all it is. Thank you for your time. And again, vote against this. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. McGar. Preston Acuff. Acuff. Sorry. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Awesome, thank you. Uh, my name is Preston Acuff, that's A-C-U-F-F. -F. I'm a Las Vegas resident. And uh, I would kind of like to start off by uh, just touching base on a comment that I heard a little bit ago um, where someone referred to coyote contests as mass slaughter um, and also made the comment that uh, in fishing derbies uh, or fishing in general, that it doesn't mean unlimited take. Um, I don't, it's really frustrating to hear stuff like that. And I do hear a lot of that type of narrative today. Um, to, to say mass slaughter at these contests, 
it's uh, it's not a mass slaughter. Um, callers are lucky if they can get even one coyote in, uh, let alone a larger number than that in uh, in an evening. Uh, excuse me. In a in Clark County down in Lake Mead, um, when you're going to talk about fishing, doesn't mean unlimited take. In the game book, uh, game book for Lake Mead, it actually describes that any striper bass under 20 inches, there's no limit. So you can go, you can catch fish with no limit. And we're talking about an unprotected uh, species when we're talking about coyotes. And they're unprotected for a reason. Uh, I heard a comment from a commissioner earlier uh, in regards to chucker or, uh, or fishing derbies being different. Uh, because of their interaction and regulation by the state, um, coyotes aren't protected for a reason, again. So when, when uh, the Endow representative earlier stated that it's unlikely uh, that these contests or predator hunting in general uh, would alter the populations of coyotes or their prey, in my opinion, that kind of says right there that, uh, that this, this isn't a science-backed science argument, um, really in, in either way at least yet. Um, I know somebody earlier also mentioned that we should give the time for Endow to come up with scientific stats uh, to back this argument one way or another. And I definitely agree with that. Uh, right now, it seems this is just a, uh, a matter of opinion, scope, perspective, however you want to word it. Um, I also know a lot of people today are saying that we need to, uh, that other states have set, set a precedent that we need to follow. And I think this is really an opportunity for Nevada to stand up and set a different precedent uh, that we're not just gonna be followers, but rather acknowledge that there is no scientific basis to banning these contests and will allow sportsmen to uh, partake in a, to legally partake in, uh, in these contests of unprotected species. Um, I really don't see any reason why we would put uh, these laws and regulations and uh, possibly legal consequences in place uh, for hunters and sportsmen that are taking uh, taking place in, a, in an event that otherwise. Oh, thank you, Mr. Acuff. If you'd like to send in your comments, uh, they can be included in our minutes. Next up is Callie Lynn. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Thank you. Please go ahead. Thanks for taking the time to discuss the possible end of these wildlife uh, killing or calling contests. I think such contests are giving ethical hunters a bad reputation. The practice is not hunting, and the majority of regular hunters agree killing the most of a certain species for a prize ignores and demoralizes the hunter's creed. Wasting wildlife is a crime, and we should stop this practice. Thanks for listening. I'm Callie Lynn of South Reno, Nevada. Thank you, Ms. Lynn. Okay. Anyone else wishing to speak on this topic today? Larry Allen. Yes, good afternoon, uh, commissioners. <clears throat> Sorry for uh, kind of coming in here at the end. Uh, Larry Allen, for the record, Humboldt County uh, Wildlife Advisory Board. Uh, I'll make this pretty short because all of the uh, 
relevant points that supported the Humboldt County's uh, recommendation have already been stated. I would like to address just a couple items that I've heard during testimony um, in relation to uh, the statement that, that money uh, spent uh, while, do, while participating in these calling contests doesn't go back to uh, wildlife or to the, the Department of Wildlife. Um, I, I believe, you know, and I could be a little bit off base here, but the Pittman-Robertson Act, the tax that we pay when purchasing firearms, which these coyote hunters spend a lot of money on firearms and ammunition, that goes uh, directly back to the state, of portion, to the state, a portion of it. Um, so I, I would like to counter that that is not a uh, <clears throat> correct statement. Um, outside of that, like I said, the, the whole other, all the other statements that were brought up about it, the, the naming of the wildlife killing contest is, is too far reaching, too broad. Um, you know, it, it is a, a polarizing thing and it's, a, it's an emotional um, issue that is, that is being brought to the forefront. Uh, my fear, you know, if I post a picture of, you know, me and my kids with 20 fish on a stringer, how is that any different than uh, somebody with 20 coyotes stacked up, you know? When is it going to stop and when, when eventually that's going to be turned around to, uh, in, to, to me? And so <clears throat> with that being said, uh, you have the, uh, the motion from the Humboldt County Commission and uh, we oppose the, uh, this resolution. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Allen. Okay, I don't see any other, oh, whoops, <laughs> there goes another hand. Elaine Carrick. Ms. Carrick, can you take yourself off mute or is the department taking her off mute? Sorry. There you th go. <laughs> th thank you, commissioners, uh, for hearing this. Um, a lot of the comments against the uh, contest, they weren't necessarily anti-hunting. It's just, to put it very simply, that the killing of animals, simply for the fun of killing them, is not acceptable in today's society. This isn't the 19th century. Uh, whether the animal is unprotected or not, it's simply uh, killing them for the sake of killing and fun. And I don't think changing the name of killing contest to calling contest is gonna make it more acceptable to the public. Um, this has been happening for years in Nevada. It's been under the radar. And now it's come out in public and the people do not want their sl wildlife slaughtered for fun and prizes. I know a lot of the, uh, the sportsmen are ethical hunters. They respect the animals that they kill. But it's difficult for me to see if there's any respect for people who participate in these contests when they simply kill them for the fun of it, let them pile up, weigh them to see which is the biggest or smallest. They have a few drinks, they get prizes, and then they dump the bodies in the desert of the trash. I think this is what the public sees and 
changing names are not going to have any effect. Someone mentioned in the comments that the animals in the wild uh, kill other animals and it's kind of gory. Well, yes, but they kill them for a reason. They kill them for food or protection of their territories. These contests are none of these items. Um, I would please like you to consider banning these contests. Um, it is simply the wanton killing of the public's wildlife, and it's not acceptable. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ms. Carrick. Next up is Don Moldy. Madam uh, <clears throat> Chairman, Commissioners, <clears throat> thanks. Uh, I, <clears throat> I was part of the original petition in 2015, and my view has not changed. And I have coyotes coming through my yard and have for 40 years without any trouble. But I wanna give you three bits of information that you haven't heard today <clears throat> uh, about coyotes. Uh, there's been a lot of misinformation. First of all, the only credible uh, estimate of the coyote population in Nevada was done by Wildlife Services uh, recently, a couple of years ago, as part of their NEPA documentation to justify their activities. Their estimate, which I think is reasonable, is a half to one coyote per square mile in Nevada. Nevada has 110,000 square miles. So Wildlife Services estimates a population of coyotes of somewhere around 55,000 to 110,000 for the state. And I think that's reasonable. Nobody else has come up with a credible population estimate that I've ever seen. Uh, with respect to um, <clears throat> what happens when coyotes are uh, intensely killed, uh, the department has a paper, Projects 14 and 15, which it produced. I have a copy of it. You can get it from Director Wasley, or if he doesn't have it, I can send it to you. And it was a five-year um, wildlife services project down by Caliente and Pioch, uh, killing coyotes to benefit deer. <clears throat> Over five years, uh, they killed about 1,200 coyotes. In the fifth year of the project, the last year, Wildlife Services killed th three times as many coyotes in the last year as they did in the first year. A litter size tripled in the area at about the third year. The average age of coyotes killed by the fifth year dropped by half and there was a male predominance. So basically what happened is Wildlife Services in five years got more coyotes than they started with and they were juveniles with a male predominance, just what you don't want. Uh, with respect to your own predator fee information, the department, the commission has spent over $4 million, $4.4 million since 2000, killing coyotes. You've, <clears throat> and you've killed over 10,000 coyotes, 10,300 and some odd coyotes. Deer numbers in the same time have declined from 133,000 in 2000 to the present level of 93,000. So you've lost about 35,000 deer while spending over $4 million to kill over 10,000 coyotes. So I think those numbers at some point should ring a bell and suggest that uh, we need a management plan for coyotes in Nevada that doesn't include the crazy stuff that's going on for the last 20 years. You have all this information in your hands. If the department won't present it to you, I'll be happy to send it to you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Moldy. <clears throat> Excuse me, John Tarantino. Oh. 
Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Um, hi, I am a native Nevada resident. I support the ban of coyote killing contest. Um, there has been a lot of opinion today, but I encourage you to do your own unbiased research on the impacts of mass killing any native species to any area. Coyotes are not a varmint. Coyotes are an important part of Nevada's ecosystem and they should not be killed in mass for prize money and the entertainment of those who participate. Nevada needs to be progressive, just as the other Western states have banned these coyote killing contests, five of which are within the last two years. Um, I hope that you guys will um, ban coyote killing contests. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Tarantino. And Jonathan Lesperance. Can, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Thank you. Please go ahead. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you, Madam Chair and uh, members of the commission. I, I would just like to applaud Joe, Joe Crawford for standing up and speaking out on his, his personal comments. And I've appreciated the conversation today. We, we can and should talk about culture, but well, we, we have to do that without cultural appropriation. And quite frankly, in 2021, if that's not offensive, then, then nothing is, including wildlife killing contests. So thank you. Thank you. Okay, I'm gonna bring it back to the commission. We've heard from 41, two, three, 43 people. I don't have the numbers of if it's split or not, but I feel like there's probably some further conversation the commission should have before we make a decision. Um, so does anyone want to Commissioner McNinch. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I'm not worried about how it's split out. Um, to be quite frank, if we kept track of uh, who's in favor and we made it some kind of a democratic process, ultimately, um, I'll tell you this, I'm, I suspect that uh, there'd be, uh, the, the sportsmen would probably come out on the short end of that. So I'm not, that that's not an issue for me. I, I'm really trying to focus on the merits. Um, I will make, I, I want to make some clarifications. There were some things brought up. Um, I, I did try to um, make, uh, make my, my point clear of what I was trying to accomplish. Um, I want to reiterate on a few issues. Uh, I will start with the concept of uh, the killing contest versus calling contest versus wildlife contest, however you want to make it. Um, it was not my intent to stir emotion by using the term calling uh, killing contest. Um, I am not going to buy into the notion that me using the killing contest exacerbated or emphasized the issue more than it already was. Trust me, I, I, um, I don't believe that that's the case. But um, in the name of being respectful, uh, I will refrain from using the term killing contest with one caveat. Um, every time I turn around, people are trying to tie in this concept that I'm going after all the contests, the derbies, the big bucks, the chucker stuff. Um, and uh, I'll ask everybody to, to please don't tie the two together. I think that I've made it clear what my intent is. I'm asking the commission, um, if I use the term contest or wildlife contest, I'm not going to use calling contest. That's not, that's, just, that's deceiving to me. And I'm not going to do that because we all know what the end result of those are. 
So um, if you guys are okay with the, um, I'll, I'll refrain from using the term killing contest out of respect for everybody. Uh, but in return, I'm looking for, um, for the understanding that, um, that my, my, my goal here is very focused and that's, that's what I'm, that I have a very specific focus here. It doesn't have anything to do with, uh, taking away all these other things. So with that in mind, um, I've got a lot of notes here. I'm going to try to sift through them. I wish I had a, a, a better order to them. Um, uh, the Elko cab, uh, Jim had, uh, asked kind of a rhetorical question perhaps, but I'll answer it anyway. Um, regarding the petition versus other ways to initiate rulemaking. Um, my intent here was to initiate rulemaking through us. As a commission, we have the ability to do that. That's what we do. We set broad policy uh, relevant to uh, management of wildlife and uh, how we conduct our business. So um, it was my intent to initiate rulemaking and not go through the and not wait for uh, a member of the public to submit a petition. Um, and the the primary reason for that was I was trying to be thoughtful, um, at least take some credit, <laughs> at least take credit. Um, I'm, I, I, I hate that I have to say it um, and, and try to be proactive. And uh, I guess we could have waited for a petition. Um, I, have, I have it on pretty good order that it's sitting on the table ready to go. So um, I thought I was trying to be a little proactive, number one, and uh, try to give us something that we could uh, we could hang on our hat if we ended up in a place where we felt we could do that. So um, as commissioners, uh, that's what we do. And we have a process for doing that. Um, so uh, that's that's what I was doing. It's no different than anything else or any other idea that people have brought forward. It's just a, a really contentious issue. That's that's the, that's um, so I'll make that note. Let me see here. I'm going to go through them here one at a time. Uh, there was a comment regarding the PR money, Pittman-Robertson, and I'll clarify that real quick. Um, I appreciate uh, the fact that people are, are paying into the Pittman-Robertson excise tax, that they, that they pay excise taxes on stuff that they do. But I will make the clarification that uh, the money that comes from those, that comes to the department, um, requires a match. And if we are going to take advantage of those PR monies in the state of Nevada, and I believe that this is just nationally, um, they are not, you are not eligible to draw from the PR dollars um, uh, if, if it's for lethal management of wildlife. It's not, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's not acceptable. So um, I think it's important to, to uh, make, that, make that comment. Um, I'll make a clarification on the polygraph test. Um, uh, the, uh, there was a comment early on, and I do, out of all fairness, uh, I did not intend for that polygraph test to imply that all contests are um, have polygraph tests. I don't know that that's the case. My comment was specific to the uh, World Championship Coyote Calling Contest um, that uh, they have a, a polygraph person on site. I did not talk to anybody. It is listed on their website. That's the information I received. Um, and uh, maybe I drew an, a conclusion. Um, I, I could have sworn I read it somewhere, but the only thing that I can find in my pile is a reference to it, that there is a polygraph person on site. Um, and it is mixed in. Uh, it is uh, 
associated with the link to the application. So maybe I jumped to a conclusion there, but I wanted to, for, out of fairness, and uh, uh, make that statement. Um, there was some mention of uh, statements from other commissioners in other states. Uh, I do know commissioners from other states. They are sportsmen. They are pro hunting. They are uh, um, they are uh, in states where killing contests. Uh, excuse me. I apologize. Bad habit. I'm trying to break it. Where where the contests? I'm trying to be respectful. I really am. I I, I don't I don't mean to infuriate people. That's not what I'm trying to do. Um, the uh, but I know that they have uh, uh, they are in states that um, banned these contests, and uh, I know that they are willing to talk to people. Um, if any of you commissioners, uh, my fellow commissioners, are wanting to talk to somebody, I can make sure that you get that information. And um, I know that they would appreciate hearing from you and having those conversations. Uh, you don't have to um, outside of me or anything else. Uh, they can share their thoughts with you, um, maybe on a, uh, a similar thought process level, uh, uh, more of a level where uh, there's more relatability. I don't know, but uh, that opportunity exists and I'll be glad to, uh, um, to offer that uh, offer that help out in making that, uh, making that jump. Um, I was, I wanna address the concept of unprotected. Um, unprotected species doesn't uh, imply by statute that it's not a value. It's not a value statement in the regulation. Um, unprotected simply means that it, uh, we don't have seasons on them. We don't have quotas, we don't have limits. And, and Craig, I would, uh, I would ask for your help on this one if I'm out of line. Um, it just simply means that, uh, that, you know, they do have 24 seven and, and, uh, you know, the ability to go out and, and, uh, shoot them or, or, um, you know, hunt them at, at uh, all times is, is available that, that it's not like a deer season or something like that. Um, but it doesn't, uh, it doesn't imply a, a value, uh, through statutory language. Um, Uh, I got a couple more things. Um, if, if, a, if another survey would help, um, I would love to have a conversation about setting up a survey uh, that can go out to just sportsmen. Um, I would support it. I don't need to be part of it, of course. I want, we'll keep it as, as statistically valid as possible uh, to go out and, uh, and specifically uh, gauge the, the, um, the views of sportsmen on on, on these contests. Uh, that's certainly something that can do and I would help facilitate uh, that process or whatever I can do, whatever I could do to support it, I'd be glad to do it. Um, and the reason why I say that is we've kind of already got some of that, but if, it, if, it, um, if it's uh, stuff that we need to update or renew, uh, we can certainly do it. Um, the wildlife value surveys that have been done, uh, including the stuff specific to Nevada, um, number one, uh, they could have they could have told you what our comment today would be like. It is a really polarized issue, and Nevada is a, is an extremely polarized state when it comes to attitudes towards wildlife. It's the nature of our state. We're very urbanized, and uh, and we have a very wide range of um, of opinions. Uh, the gap is big, and uh, uh, that was reflected in our public comment today. It's not. Not bad, it's just what it is. It's just how it is. Um, 
um, I would encourage everybody to read in there. It's interesting if you're into that kind of stuff. Uh, try to understand uh, the thoughts and the values of other people um, that you may or may not agree with. Um, it's it's uh, it doesn't have to be like um, uh, it doesn't have to be a hard read. Um, but I would suggest pick it up and just take a look at it. And uh, you may not you may not exactly understand why people think the way they do, but at least you can understand. Um, uh, you may not agree or appreciate how they think, but maybe it'll explain why why people are thinking the way they are in Nevada. It, to me, it's 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 really interesting. I read it again last night to see um, see what I might be missing. See, um, and uh, it's it's interesting to me. Um, now to get back to a couple of, to the to the real main issue here. Um, the the bottom line is this for me. Wildlife in the state of Nevada belongs to everyone. It belongs to everyone. Um, right, wrong, biological or not, the reality is um, the, the activity is, is, is unacceptable to a lot of people in the state. Um, we realize broad support for what we do currently. Um, that support will erode over time if we're if we don't manage that if we don't uh, take these things into consideration i'm not suggesting that um that the uh that the wildlife attitude survey dictates what we do and how we do it um it's a tool that tells us where the sore spots are where the tender points are um and i guess what i'm trying to do is bring up um you know that that this is one of those spots it's not fishing. It's not. It's not hunting. It's not. It's. It's how we're conducting. It's how. It's. It's some of the things that we're allowing and um, that that are causing some of the consternation. And um, I wanted to, uh, as a commission, I felt it was really important for us to to take a look at that, evaluate it. And uh, I certainly have an opinion on which way I'd like to see it go. I'm not unbiased by any means, and uh, so. Um, so I have that. Um, I just hope it's not an unwillingness or an ability to, to go there that, that gets us. Um, I have a couple more things. I wanted to, um, there's another document out there and it's called A Hunter's Heart. And in it, there are a number of essays. And one of those essays is called Failure of the Spirit. And I'm going to ask the department to, to post this or put it um, I think you guys would enjoy the read. I think it explains um, it explains kind of where we're at today. It was written by a sportsman, and it was written by a, uh, a, a, a very well-respected bear biologist out of Colorado. It was written in the mid-1980s, I believe. Um, I would really encourage all of us to, to read that. I read it over and over. I get more out of it every time I read it. Um, and it's just a real interesting challenge to our thoughts and how we look at things. Um, I'd really, I'd really recommend that we look at it because it, it kind of goes to the heart of what I'm talking about and, and the whys and the wherefores and the what's. Um, and it really questions, uh, questions the motives and, you know, what are we thinking? Um, so I would recommend that. Now I'll kind of end with a couple of quick thoughts, uh, a couple of quick examples. Um, this concept of, of adaptability or ability to change. 
back in the late 1800s, there was a tradition, a culture where people went out and did a Christmas bird hunt. Uh, excuse me, not a, not a bird hunt, but a, uh, just, a, just a Christmas hunt. It was just tradition. It's what people did. That's back in the late 1800s. That was, uh, you know, should come to no surprise that that's what, um, that's what people found uh, enjoyable. Social, people got together, fun, um, shot birds, shot whatever. Um, this isn't to, my, my, my point here is not that it was just this all out onslaught of wildlife. That's not the issue. Um, the point is, is that there's this event that was traditional um, people looked forward to it. They went and did it, um, and uh, and they did it as a family and friends, and and as a form of enjoyment and uh, camaraderie. Somewhere along the way, uh, somebody decided that they didn't quite buy into the concept of a Christmas hunt. So what they did instead was they uh, they challenged a, a few of their the people that they knew to go out and do. Um, basically a count just and it was with birds go out and count birds um didn't mean anything at the time it was just kind of a challenge to uh to to find their way of having their own tradition that didn't involve hunting so they just wanted to go out and do something um 120 years later that that particular activity that particular event, that one small event where you had a couple people that just chose to go do something else has evolved into the world's um, arguably most acceptable, wide-ranging citizen science project um, in, in the world. Um, we refer to it today as the, as the Christmas bird count. And um, I have yet to hear um, I have yet to hear any concerns or any uh, regret or any uh, um, looking back that that the tradition of a Christmas hunt is gone, that that we don't have that in our society anymore, um, that it doesn't exist. That it, um, so what I'm saying is, is, is things change. They change for a lot of reasons. Um, and uh, they changed with regards to a Christmas hunt. Whether Christmas hunt was bad or good wasn't the point. It's just that people found other ways of doing things, uh, 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 you know, that that uh, have resulted in some good things. And to date, we, you know, there's there's not been a push to get a Christmas hunt back. So I'll leave I'll leave with this. I've taken up a lot of time. I appreciate you guys listening. Um, if we had a deer herd. If we had a sheep herd um, that needed to be reduced due to a disease event, if we had an antelope herd that was struggling with winter conditions, um, you know, camping out on railroad tracks and we needed to remove them for some reason, um, would we support the concept of a, kill, uh, of a contest to go out and have them removed outside of the confines of a, of a controlled hunt of some kind? Uh, would we support that? Because um, that's kind of what this boils down to for me. Thank you, Commissioner McNinch. Um, I'm going to take a minute because I haven't spoken yet, um, and then we'll take other comments and decide what we're going to do with this. But I want to thank Commissioner McNinch for um, a couple of things. I, he brought this forward. It's obviously gotten 
a lot of our attention um, today. We've spent a significant amount of time on this. And, um, and I think we have a duty to look at all aspects of this. I think we heard from a number of people today and I did go through and, and I would agree with, this is not a popularity contest, but they were about evenly split, um, honestly. Um, so I think the sportsmen feel just as strongly about this as our, our public. And so I think we, we owe it to ourselves and to those that we represent to look at all aspects of this I agree with Commissioner Keel that I wish we were focusing on things that would help our habitat and would, would grow our numbers, um, especially when we're in such decline and, and we're moving, we're moving sheep and we're moving antelope and and you know, we've spent the last two days on some pretty contentious issues. And um, that worries me because we've got such bigger, broader jobs and, and duties to do to manage our wildlife. Um, but I think this is important. Um, I do think that we need to look at the impacts that this is gonna have on Endow and what this means to law enforcement if, if we decide to ban these contests. So I, I, for one, feel like we should probably move forward with something and just take a bigger, broader look at it. Um, I would ask Commissioner McNinch if we can do that maybe over the summer months rather than in the, at the next meeting because our next meeting is so focused on quotas and I just, it's such a long meeting to begin with, but if we could commit to looking at something um, at a future date, um, I, would, I would be open to that. I do wanna make reference to the Clark County uh, commission's resolution. And I don't know how many of you have had a chance to look at it if you have it, but the very end says, be it therefore resolved that Clark County recommends that the Nevada Division of Wildlife take immediate action to ban all wildlife killing contests in the state of Nevada. And I, I have a real problem with that because we're very focused on some very specific um, contests that we're looking at. And so I, I don't appreciate that particular sentence, but I do, I guess, understand the, the essence of, of the resolution. Um, and so therefore I would, um, I open it up to further conversation today, but that's where I stand. And I do think that we should, I, when I said we have a duty and a responsibility, I do think there's further petitions coming. I do feel like there's, we've just opened the door to this. So I think we can own this if we really truly want to. And I'll leave it there. Okay, Commissioner Hubs. I'm gonna be very brief because I know the makeup of our commission and I know who's gonna make these decisions today. And when they're really important, I try not to, I mean, I, I'm already, I, I've never had my name brought up or the comment that I made like that, I affect somebody. So if I, in, if I made anyone feel horrible today by any comment I said, I really genuinely am sorry. I mean, out in the public, that's not what I want to say. I'm just saying that we have different degrees of everything, right? People who do um, whatever they like to do in different manners. So 
And when I brought up family members, it was not to disregard anybody. It's just kind of a running joke in my personal like group of friends, like the uncle that kind of gets a little crazy. That's all I meant. So there was nothing said in that to make anyone or demean anyone for their pastimes. As, as long as you're doing something lawful and not harming anybody, I really don't care. But, um, but that being stated, I just really look to our sportsmen and women. Um, I hope that you can see this complex situation put before you and why it was put before you which it was not easy for Commissioner McNinch to do this, but it was very bold of him to do it in a bigger picture. And I urge you to try to see the bigger picture as to why he would do that. You know him personally, he would not bring something unless it was the time to bring it to our state. We can either be at the forefront of making you know, decisions in a progressive manner, of who we want to be, how we want to be known at, um, in our own state, across the nation. Um, I've always considered hunters conservationists at heart. They pick up trash. They enjoy wildlife. They like quiet solitude. They love to be with their families, right? These are all the wonderful things that we think of when we think of hunters. I just hate to see reputation sullied by certain things. We are here, as Commissioner McNinch stated, to, to take care of our wildlife. And I don't, I don't know if there is something amiss on the internet, but if you would look at, I don't care if you call it coyote killing, coyote calling, the images online are not lovely. They are very dank. They look quite horrid. And um, whether you're killing just one species, or if you in fact have 60 in the back of your pickup truck, unfortunately, I'm like, if that's not the truth, then somebody's really going after this online, because it's all over the place. And I find that hard to believe that, um, that, that it, there's not some truth to what you see. If we all do research, right, we, we come to our own conclusions. So um, I, I, I support you, um, Chairwoman East. I, I think that that's a good thing for you to do if you're willing to move forward, obviously. And I just hope everyone else can see that the decisions we make today speak for our children, how we want our children to be raised in the state of Nevada what our, our, our morals and ethics and values are when we go out and hunt. We should be very proud. You should hold your head high when you're a Nevada hunter, right? We do good things for our environment. We help our wildlife. These are all things that we need to pass on to the next generation. So that being said, I'm going to step back because you already probably know where I stand. And I hope so badly that we make good decisions today. So thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Hubs. Commissioner Rogers. Yeah, thank you, Madam Chair. Um, just a couple of uh, uh, items in terms of uh, you know the makeup of the of, of the commission. I think it goes without saying that you know everybody on this commission is is here uh, for the right reasons, for the betterment of Nevada's wildlife, for all of our citizens, sportsmen and women or not. 
and, uh, and, and I'm glad that we as a commission are able to engage in some of these very difficult conversations with varying degrees of opinion. And I have certainly sat back and been very quiet and, and kind of taken everything in today from the various commissioners, as well as the public comment. I really enjoyed the public comment and hearing and understanding both sides, again, like, uh, towards this very polarizing uh, topic uh, for all the reasons that we've discussed today. Um, so anyway, a couple of quick questions. I, I'm just curious, I had looked at the, um, the various cabs, and I know there was a couple of, of cab representatives that spoke today um, in, uh, in, in opposition of this. I was just curious if, and I looked at a number of them, but just curious if there was any cabs that were in support uh, banning of these contests. And then secondly, I was just curious if there were any um, other uh, county commissions throughout the state that were either in support or opposition of this banning, much like Clark County. So my recollection is that all of our cabs that weighed in, we I only saw, I think seven, maybe eight action reports all um, were opposed to banning the contests. Um, and I believe that we only heard from the Elko County Cab or the Elko County Commission uh, in support of keeping them. But that, if, if I'm incorrect, um, please someone uh, let me know. So that would be, that's my recollection, Commissioner Rogers. Thank you. That, Anyone else? Commissioner Alberg? Yes, uh, I mean, it's a super polarizing uh, uh, topics here. And for me, the, the, when we talk about moral uh, issues, it is super tough because imposing uh, my morals or someone else's morals on myself is, is super difficult. You know, uh, uh, you know, it's just is super tough for me to do, but uh, uh, based on the discussions here today and and uh, Commissioner McNinch's uh, focus on a very, uh, I think he answered a lot of questions to a lot of concerns that it was a much broader topic. Um, I have no issues with with pursuing down there and seeing exactly how narrow we were discussing it. From my understanding, it would be a, a very much uh, uh, very narrow and 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 and. And I'm, I'm good with those continuing these, these discussions. Thank you. Mr. Cavilia. Um, I guess I, this is an extremely give, difficult one. And I, I do, I give Dave a lot of credit for stepping into the firestorm, so to speak. Um, but I guess, I guess the one thing for both sides that um, it's not, it's not a ban against cow hunting. Right. And I, I would go, I would fair to say that more coyotes are killed every year outside of these contests, contests by just people out in the field and are killed at the contest. I mean, we don't have, we don't have any data to prove that, but um, I'd be willing to bet that that is the case. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a tough one and um, myself personally, and I'll probably end up hearing about it, but I, I would, I don't have an, I would, I would entertain looking at it uh, myself. So. Thank you. Anyone else like to comment? Vice Chair Barnes? 
Thank you. Um, yeah, this is a this is a tough one for me too. Because, um, like I said earlier, in in my mind, it's more of a it's more of a perception thing than uh, than than the actual reality. Um, you know, where I am, I mean, I'm not opposed to to hunting coyotes. I'm not opposed to uh, to, to people getting together to uh, to do a hunting activity. Um, you know, that's those are those are good times spent with with good friends and, and how a lot of relationships um, are made. So I guess, when, you know, when I look at this, I don't, like I say, with, I mean, you, we call them contests, whatever, but I look at it as, as, as people with um, like-minded ideas, um, going out to do something that, that, they, that they all enjoy and they get together before and they get together after and, um, tell stories and, you know, and that's, and I guess that, that's what I see. And um, so it's hard for me to get my head wrapped around, um, you know, I don't do Facebook or anything. It's hard for me to get my head wrapped around, you know, this, this perception of, of it being so, so horrible when I just, I guess I don't see it that way. I, I know that's how it's perceived, but um, that's where, that's where I am. I haven't trouble getting my head wrapped around this. Um, you know, I know Dave is, I mean, <laughs> He's not opposed to hunting coyotes. He's not opposed to, to people getting getting together. Um, so, you know, I guess I wouldn't be be opposed either to uh, to take a look and see and see see where this goes. Either um, I don't want to be disingenuous to Dave or anything, but uh, you know, I, I don't know if I'm if I'm opposed to getting rid of these contests um, at this point for for sure. Like I said, I'm not I'm not opposed to, to taking a look and look at this thing and, and see kind of what we, what we come up with. But, uh, but at this point, yeah, I guess um, at this point, I, I would not be opposed to, uh, I guess I would not be supportive of getting rid of these contests right now. Okay. Thanks. Vice chair Barnes, commissioner Keel. Thank you, Madam chair. And commissioner McNitch, I, as far as I'm concerned, you can continue calling them wildlife killing contest i think ultimately you know that's the goal if you're going to win the contest that day it's you're going to have to kill the animal to get it there um the other part of that is is i can't concede with the your other part i i can't not distinguish between you know a coyote calling contest and a fishing derby or any of those other things and i really tend to think that you know we're singling out one group for conducting, you know, legal and a hundred percent necessary activity. Um, and the other thing that I'm really struggling with is, you know, this is a, a valid and very important conversation, but I just think we have so many other things that can benefit um, a much larger degree of species habitat uh, that we should be focused on. But I do commend you for bringing uh, this topic up, but at this point, I'm not willing to support uh, moving forward with these discussions. Thank you, Commissioner Keel. Commissioner Perini? Yes, ma'am. Um, you know, actually I've been thinking a lot about what we've talked this today and McNish uh, did a really good job on that. But you know, one of the things I have a problem with and that is the fact is that, you know, I always think about ranchers, I really do. And I knew old John uh, Esquaga from Sparks. And he's been there ever since 1955. And he finally, when I went and saw him the other day at 95 years old, I said, I asked him about the, 
the sheep that he used to have. That was one of his big thing, big ranch. And that was a big deal at that time. And he says, you know what? The coyotes came in, they killed almost everything there. He said, I had to give up on it. And there's been other ranches that done it. And that's where I'm kind of going on. I hate to see there that, that, you know, one of the questions I've always thought about is the fact that I don't see um, making a, a, a real problem for those people that are um, going out there for a, a contest or whatever or stopping that. Maybe the best chance is, is if we try to take care of as many coyotes as we can in that particular time. I just feel about that. I just think that, you know what, that's been in all we've had here in Nevada. I think a lot of people like to do it. Some of them don't. And even myself, I've only, uh, I only shot two of them my whole life and I was about 14 years old and I never shot one after that. I don't plan on doing that, but there's some people that want to and I think there's some real problems. Going back along with that ranch though, you know, one of the things he had, so many things that were so bad about the, some of the some of the sheep and also some of the, the cows and all that stuff and the problems that he lost so much. Um, the problem was, is that he had to have some people from the federal government sometimes to come in and grab some of them or some of the state ones. They had to get rid of all that stuff and it's still been bad all the time. So I'm really just sitting there telling you, I think we ought to just leave it in my opinion right now. I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna think it more than what I just did. And I appreciate that. And I think it's been really good. Um, and I'm just going to have to figure out which way I should go. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Perini. Uh, so at this point, I would entertain a motion to Commissioner McNinch, are you more discussion? Well, if I can make a suggestion. So, so look, th this, I appreciate, I appreciate you guys having the open mind. Um, uh, you know, maybe you're demonstrating a better uh, ability to set your biases aside than I have. I don't know. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat as Commissioner Hubs, except I've been called out in meetings many more times over the years. Uh, but I certainly hate to feel like I've um, uh, disrespected um, anybody. So uh, I apologize if people are feeling that way too. So um, I am, this is a very narrowly focused, uh, I, the concept in my mind, it really is. So, um, where I'm headed is Madam chair, uh, th this is all about, uh, trust and, um, I trusted you to put this on the agenda and you did it. And I very much appreciate that. I know, I know what happened. I know how these things go. I, I get it. Um, so I know that you've probably taken a lot of heat and I, I trust that um, if you're willing to put this on the agenda in the next uh, May is a very difficult time, especially doing it by Zoom. Um, the conversations that I've had with people, um, I've made it loud and clear. I'll put it loud and clear on the on the mic right now. Nothing gets done before the legislature's over with anyway. So this is not a time. Uh, something that has to be done May and then June, we've got to be to a certain point. That's not what this is about. This is about continuing to, to process and evaluate um, where we're at with, with things. So um, if you're willing to put this on the agenda, um, maybe June is a good time. I don't know. It's usually not horribly loaded up. Um, then I think that that's very reasonable time frame. I trust that you will do that. And, uh, and uh, I don't know that um, an action is necessary to call that out and um, all that other stuff. I appreciate all the comments already. Um, 
and if people, if, if you guys are, are willing to go down that path and, and take a look at something that's very specific and have a conversation on that, I think we can go down that. If it's better that we do a motion, we can do that. But I think um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to throw out and show, show the people that are watching that, that people can be trusted and things can be, we, we can trust each other to, to, to do those things. So. Okay. Uh, wow. Well, thank you for your, um, if, if that puts, if that, if that doesn't help, then I'm willing to do it by emotion. So, you know, I, I think I would rather have a motion, um, commissioner McNinch, because I, I appreciate your honesty and, and the trust factor, but I think that, um, we've spent a lot of time on this today and I think I'd prefer to have it set for us. So if you don't mind, um, if you'd like someone else to make the motion, that's no, fine too. I'll no, okay. I'll do it. Thank you. Okay. So with that, then I will make a motion to uh, bring back some draft language for consideration relative to the uh, uh, to wildlife contests um, with the specific goal of evaluating uh, those that are involving coyotes um, and possibly other unprotected or uh, fur-bearing mammals. Uh, similar to the language that I read earlier today. Okay, and I'll second that. Okay, so I have a motion from Commissioner McNinch and a second by myself to bring back wildlife contact. Oh, Vice Chair Barnes? Or was that delayed or in advance? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I was just wanting to make a, uh, a comment here, kind of, I've been been putting some thought into it since I spoke last and listened to some other ones and uh, and kind of where I guess where where I'm landing right now is that uh, you know we spent a lot of time on this today and uh, I kind of know where I am and uh, to be perfectly honest I think I if I voted the way I would I'd be I would be very disingenuous um, I don't know if my if I'm going to change much between now and if we meet again and uh, and and right now. Um, I guess I'm not, I'm not in support of, uh, of looking at doing, doing away with these contests. And so I just wanted to, uh, to mention that before we, uh, before we take the vote. And, uh, and a lot of it is, uh, I wanted to do that for Dave, um, just to be upfront with him and, and let him know where I'm coming from. And that, uh, if we were to, if we were to wait, I'm, I'm, I'm still probably not going to change my mind or, uh, just, just the way it's going. So, so that's where I am right now. Okay. Thank you. I can appreciate that. Okay. All right. So we have a motion and a second on the table. All those in favor to bring this topic back at a future date, please raise your hand. Five. Opposed. One, two, three, four. Motion carries five to four. Do I need, to, I think we're okay with knowing who, who, who opposed and who was in support. So thank you very much everyone for that hearty conversation. Um, we're moving on now to um, agenda item number 18, future commission meetings and commission committee assignments, Secretary Wasley and Chairwoman East for possible action. The next commission meeting is scheduled for May 7 and 8, 2021 in Reno. Is it? 
<laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, and the commission will review and discuss potential agenda items for that meeting. The location of the meeting is subject to change due to direction of the governor during the COVID-19 pandemic. Review and approve the schedule for the 2023-22-23 commission meetings. The commission may change the time and meeting location at this time. The chairwoman may designate and adjust committee assignments and add or dissolve committees as necessary at this time. Any anticipated committee meetings that may occur prior to the next commission meeting may be discussed. Secretary Wasley. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, you are correct in picking up that that description for that agenda item did not include the April meeting that typically contains legislative matters. So that is a, a a, typically a single day meeting um, and that date still needs to be determined as, as far as our schedule reflects. Um, so uh, before we before we get into setting that date, there, there are a couple things that I just want to mention. So um, I know we talked uh, at this meeting about some potential future items. One of those items we've already uh, discovered that we don't need to have in April, and that is the predator plan. The approval of the predator plan would come before the commission in, at the May meeting. Um, that would be May 7, 8. So, oh, I'm sorry, it's April 16th is the uh, legislative item. So we've got that scheduled for April 16th. Um, we can add to that if, if it's, um, your desire, but then we have the May 7 and 8 meeting. And at that May meeting, we've got the uh, draft predation management plan. Uh, the primary order of business will be to approve the, the big game quotas. We will have the big game status report. We'll also have a, a wildlife heritage committee uh, in association with that and a wildlife heritage committee report. Uh, some of the items that I jotted down for potential uh, future items included the, the sagebrush uh, biome status and, and efforts presentation, possibly uh, wildlife health issues. Um, I also had jotted down uh, the possibility of, of hearing um, more about the wildlife management area program. There was a request, I believe, from Lyon County to, to know more about uh, the Fernley wildlife management area as well as uh, Carson Lake and Pasture has has come up. So those are three potential future items. Um, and then also in this agenda item today, Madam Chair, we have the approval for the meeting schedule of the uh, 2022 and 2023 uh, meeting schedule for the Board of Wildlife Commissioners. So I'll, I'll stop there and um, be ready to answer any questions. Okay. The only other thing I wrote down um, was the living with wildlife. I think we had a, and, and that if we need to hold off until June for that, I think that's fine because May is a, is a big month as a big meeting for us. So if we wanted to hold off on living with wildlife, but I do think that's important. We're just hearing so much about it. So that would be my only, the only other thing that I wrote down. that particular okay i think that's it for agenda item number 18 it, it is for possible action so we probably do we need to take that out for public comment 
Yeah, we do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Does any do any commissioners have any comments before we go out to public about the May? Yes, Deputy Director Rob. Madam Chair, that is not it for that agenda item. We do want to set the next two calendar years during this meeting so we can get those posted going forward. Right now? Yeah, we we usually oh. we usually do that at this meeting and and set uh, have a discussion on where we're going to be the next couple of years so we can start getting uh, everybody prepared uh, going forward. Oh, okay. There wasn't anything in our packet, so I was unaware that we were doing that. Yeah. Well, okay. if you don't mind, I will share. Oh, sure. Your screen. My screen. I'm gonna try. Okay. I'm gonna grab my dates off the bulletin board. Okay. Here's 22 and 23. But before I go to 22 and 23. I want to show where we're going to end up in 21, which could determine some of the discussion today. Uh, okay. We have Reno May 7th and 8th, uh, depending on how vaccines roll out. I don't think that we're going to be ready for in-person meetings in May. June, we're scheduled to be in Winnemucca and August uh, 13th, 14th, Tonopah, September 20. 4th, 25th, Las Vegas, and then Reno, November 5th and 6th. Uh, so that's how this year ends up. Uh, depending on how vaccines roll out and how the governor allows us to open the state, hopefully we can get some in-person meetings in before the end of the year. That takes us to the 22 schedule. Uh, Reno, January 28th and 29th is what we have scheduled. Uh, Las Vegas meeting um, March 18th, 19th, Reno, May 6th and 7th, Elko 24th, 25th of June. Uh, for some reason, we put Tone Upon back to back years. I would like to suggest that we look at those uh, summer meetings and do some adjusting. We usually try to do one rural meeting north, one rural meeting south in a year to not have people from Vegas driving north twice, people from northern Nevada driving south twice for those rural meetings. Uh, I know in the past there's been some questions why we conduct those rural meetings. And I want to remind the commission of the past three years rural meetings. We, we did meet in Laughlin, Dyer, and Caliente in 2018. Laughlin, you got to see one of the more busier waterways we have on the Colorado River. And that is where a ton of our fatalities occur. And that is something that is a big concern to the Department of Wildlife. And so we wanted to bring attention to that. We went to Dyer, Nevada. Uh, we looked at Gulzers. We looked at where the uh, team's buckwheat is. We looked at where uh, the Silver Peak lithium mine is that does have wildlife concerns also. So those are things that you get to know while you're out there. We went to Caliani. We looked at Gulzer projects and pin and juniper removal in that area. Uh, 2019, we did Hawthorne and Ely. Uh, we went to Walker Lake and Glen Bunch gave us a tour of where the water levels receded over years at Walker Lake and uh, that compounded issues with salinity uh, and we lost that fishery. And then right after we showed where the fishery was lost, we went up Cottonwood Canyon and working with our biologists, shocked out some of the native Walker Basin cutthroat 
that was a long, hard-fought project to get those reestablished back into that basin. So, uh, and then last year, uh, and well, then we went to Ely and we looked at the Cave Lake Dam issue that we have going on. Uh, that's a $10 million project. We're currently working with state parks and the CIP money through the state. And then we went to Yarrington and looked at the Walker River properties recently acquired by the state. And uh, it's a state park, but it's a place that our fishermen and outdoor recreationists can access 27 miles of open river. So those are the type of things we try to focus these rural events on. It's not to hinder uh, public participation, it's to draw attention to things that are occurring on the landscape. And uh, we can talk about it in meetings. Uh, there's no substitute for seeing it on the landscape. So that's why we really strive to have these local meetings in rural areas. Uh, so with that being said, uh, looking at Tonopah two years in a row, uh, Mr. Janae just brought up the fact that we are going to get a huge portion of land, 23,000 acres in Fallon. Uh, if we did elk on Fallon, that would be two trips north that year. Uh, the next year we have Winnemuc and Ely as our uh, summer meetings, our rural meetings, uh, those are up for discussion on where the, the commission would like to see those. The meetings we have in Reno and Vegas, we would appreciate leaving those pretty much intact because we try to get in Reno during the big game regulations and see the seasons and quotas because that affords us the ability to have more staff present. And uh, those are two of our biggest meetings. So with that being said, uh, if you guys want to have some discussion on what you'd like to see in 22 and 23 for those rural meetings, and please consider uh, Tonopah scheduling 21 already. As much as I would like to go there two years in a row, that's probably not right. Uh, so if you want to throw a foul into one of those locations, we would very much appreciate that. Madam, Madam Chair, if I might just add some clarification to uh, Deputy Director Rob's observation that Tonopah was in there uh, twice. Um, you'll see Winnemucca is also present in 23. Those are placeholders in the event that we were unable to meet in person in 21, where both Winnemucca and Tonopah are present. So if we're not able to visit those areas, we wanted to uh, ensure that we would be able to in 22 and 23. So if this schedule is approved in this manner, but we are able to have in-person meetings that take us to those geographies in, in 21, then we can substitute those locations in, in the future. Um, certainly it's your prerogative if you wanna do that now as well. I don't, I don't see a problem leaving it as is, as long as we can be a little bit flexible. Um, I agree that uh, there's some areas we probably should visit. And I think the commission enjoys visiting those. And I think it, it helps um, our rural um, cabs too to have us come into their communities. So um, I'm, I appreciate going out and seeing what we, what we are doing um, and having some field trips. So does anybody else have uh, thoughts or suggestions on this, on the schedule? Commissioner McNinch. 
Thank you, Madam Chair. I can't see March, everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> so the two the two March meetings, um, if we could move those up a week each, that would be great. Um, very selfish reasons, similar to to why we have no meetings in October, I suppose. Um, but uh, if we could do the 2022 on the 11th and the 12th, and the 2023 on the 10th and 11th, um, I'm being a little presumptive on some issues, but I'm doing a little preemptive. Uh, for myself. I don't know that there's, I don't know that there's, go ahead, Deputy Director Rob. I am concerned about the quick timer, quick turnaround between the January meeting and then that March meeting. That can be problematic, but I don't know if we'll have all the information back uh, from uh, the Pacific Flyway Council to make those decisions that we need to make. I, I think that would push it into a time frame that we wouldn't have all the data that we would need to make those decisions on uh, for the March meeting, what, what's set to be discussed at that time. Does it move the other way? Move them down a week? <laughs> or does that cause equal problems? That's not a decision for the wild, uh, Department of Wildlife. That's why we have this on the agenda to talk about. Uh, when we stack meetings, it is problematic. But uh, okay, that's okay. I don't Let's, think we can go earlier, but we may be able to go later. Okay, okay. I won't. It's it's self-serving. It's offline, so <laughs> we'll just go with what we've got. Okay. Uh, the 2023 schedule looks good. Uh, I, in terms of legislative, I know that um, you've got the April meeting on there, um, which we always try to do. Okay. Anybody else have suggestions or questions? And because I can't see everyone to speak up. Nope. Okay. Anyone else? Yes. Jack Rob, for the record. Uh, as Director Wasley said, I do believe that we're trying to get this out, but not knowing what the rest of the year holds, I'm sure we're going to be visiting this again. So if we have something wrong today, we will bring it back at another time to address it. Okay. All right. So going out to public comment on agenda item number 18. Uh, Maggie, you, Mr. Terry. Thank you. You remember. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to comment. I know Jack Rob with Endow mentioned that they're wanting to keep Reno and Las Vegas dates the same in locations. Uh, I, I'm still going to request that um, the big game season and regulations would be held in Las Vegas one of those years. Because uh, the last three years, it's been the same. And I'm from Vegas, and it's hard to drive all the way out there. So I, I have to watch it online. Um, I know they have staff there, and I know there's some issues, but I just wanted to voice my opinion. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Terry. Uh, Mr. Dixon. Paul Dixon. Thanks, Stephanie. Uh, I just wanted to uh, quickly ask if in future agendas if we could go back to the way that it used to be 
after you had an agenda item, you had cab comment and then you had public comment. So there's not confusion with the public when you're asking, when you see somebody talking more than three minutes or, or you kind of understand and we only have seven cabs. And generally we don't go over our three minute schedule because we give you an action report. But if there ever was a need to on a discussion point, I'd like to have that option the way that we used to. Just a thought, thank you. Thank you. Mr. Flowers? Yes, I, I'm inquiring is, are you taking comments on future agenda items or on this uh, um, calendar that's being presented? Well, the agenda item is future commission meetings and commission meeting assignments, but in the description, we do talk about potential agenda items. So I believe you could offer a suggestion. Okay, uh, suggestion is again, uh, Chairwoman East has twice before asked for elk management plans to come forward as has former chairman Brad Johnston, as have many of the um, sportsmen asked that there, there be an openness to elk management plans and why we can't start the process to review population levels. And uh, it seems that that is brought up. I know it was brought up at the last meeting to, to as a future agenda item, and it still is not being recognized and coming forward. Uh, after all, we are supposed to be discussing management of wildlife at some point on the commission's part. So I would ask that we get that going. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Flowers. Okay, coming back. I don't think we need to take a vote on this, but um, we're good on agenda item number 18, unless you have anything to add, Director Wasley. Madam Chair, if we yes. needed to approve those schedules, I'll make a motion to approve oh, the, the the 2022 and 2023 meeting schedules as they were presented. Okay, I'll second that. So we have a motion to approve and a second by Commissioners, Commissioner McNinch and myself to approve the 2022 and 23 meeting schedules. All in favor, raise your hand. And denied. Okay, motion carries nine to zero. Thank you very much. It's been a long day. <laughs> I appreciate the help, all the help I can get right now. Okay, no, agenda item number 19, public pe comment period. Public comment will be limited to three minutes. No action can be taken by the commission at this time. Any item requiring commission action may be scheduled on a future commission agenda. Persons wishing to comment are invited to raise your hand in the virtual meeting form and will be individually called upon until all wishing to comment have had the chance to do so. Okay, Ms. Taylor. I, I know you've been asked this a hundred times this weekend. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Thank you. Okay, great. Um, this is Karen Taylor, a Washoe County resident and uh, a non-hunting Pittman Robertson contributor. And I wanted to thank you, uh, Chairwoman East, for your amazing work this weekend. You did an excellent job. Um, I can't even imagine what, how you keep it all together, but you did, and I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm also really thrilled that so many people, um, including uh, sportsmen, are concerned about other Nevada species besides the mule deer that we hear about every single meeting. 
I would love to see a Bobcat enhancement program because I keep telling everybody the Bobcat's in trouble. And I would love to see a Bobcat enhancement program uh, go along with the mule deer enhancement program. Uh, I wanted to say thank you to Commissioner McNinch. Um, you're one of the bravest people I know. And a special shout out to Kathy Smith. Um, Kat, Dr. Kathy Smith, you, I wanted to publicly do this. Um, all the work that you do for wildlife in Nevada is absolutely amazing. Um, the wildlife work that you do internationally is fantastic. And I'm so proud to know you and thank you for your petition. That's all. Thank you, Ms. Taylor. Mr. Ricker. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Uh, thank you for taking my public comment. Uh, Chairwoman East and members of the commission. Uh, hi, my name is David Ricker. I'm the policy chair of the Nevada chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Uh, and we are responsible for AB 299, the roadkill salvage bill. Uh, I'd like to urge this commission uh, to potentially reconsider its opposition to AB 299. The freedom to salvage accidentally road killed wildlife is afforded to the citizens of every single surrounding state, including California. And the public health and safety concerns mentioned yesterday by the, the commission haven't materialized in these other states. Uh, and in any case, this particular bill waives all liability to the state and the Department of Wildlife. Those who would utilize this system already know what they're doing. They butcher their own meat and they understand what's tainted and what isn't. While there has been no PR campaign to fill your inboxes with letters of support on this, uh, this bill is in fact broadly supported by sportsmen's groups, especially with the included provision which requires a salvage permit holder to surrender the trophy to an endow office. The provision also, uh, there, there are this provision also provides an opportunity for increased testing, not only for CWD, but also other wildlife diseases endemic to the state of Nevada. Additionally, uh, there are other provisions within this bill to reduce administrative overhead through an electronic permitting system and the ability of other law enforcement agencies to issue these tag tags. I'll leave you with this. Uh, the wasting of thousands of pounds of meat along the roadway should be the criminal act, not utilizing it to feed your family. I would implore you all to please take a closer look at the particulars of this bill and thank you for consideration of my comments. Thank you, Mr. Ricker. If you wouldn't mind sending those into the office, that would be fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Flowers. Yes, Rex Flowers for the record. Uh, commissioners, uh, over the past year, I have noticed on every meeting we have gone through this regulation simplification um, meetings. We've updated all of our NACs. We spent over 50% of this weekend trying to figure out whether or not to uh, further regulate hound, uh, hounding for bears and uh, whether or not coyote contests are proper. It seems to me that we're on a mission to continue to try to manage the people who recreate and not manage the wildlife of this state. Uh, I, I was sure there was a duty uh, of the commission to give broad oversight to the department. And there's a, a duty of the department to manage wildlife, not 
recreationists. So I am asking, how about we spend as much time trying to grow critters as we are trying to manipulate the way people recreate on our public lands? Uh, all you have to do is look at the facts. We have deer herds that are down throughout the state. Antelope herds have diminished in some areas. We've lost a, we augmented a, uh, a sheep uh, herd up on the um, uh, granites. Ask the department, where are those sheep now? Because I've been told we've lost them to predation. We've lost a hunt out in unit 041, out in Commissioner Keel's area. Uh, we've lost that sheep hunt. Why? Predation. What are we doing about this to correct it and move forward? Thank you for my for listening to me. Thank you, Mr. Flowers. Mr. Volz. Oops. Where'd he go? Uh, there he is, Mr. Voltz. Thank you. you. Yes. Uh, for the record again, Fred Voltz. Uh, worth noting is the addition of Zoom connection for public participation in this weekend's commission meeting. I want to thank you for adding this capability. For years, Endow has struggled with video conferencing, never arriving at a permanent solution. Zoom plus still needed telephone call-in capacity bridge the distance gap cost-effectively for everyone. Even when the commission reverts to in-person meetings at some point, continuing to offer this capability, regardless of the meeting location, becomes important so that interested people do not need to spend money out of their own pockets to travel to distant and remote meeting locations that the commission chooses. And one final response uh, concerning the petition that was presented today. Ensuring the completeness of a petition cannot be equated with acting as judge and jury, only that all the elements necessary for successful submission are present. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Voltz. Mr. Lesperance. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Madam Chair and uh, members of the Commission. I uh, just wanted to say uh, that I was quite sorry not to be able to be present yesterday uh, for the petition. Had a work obligation that I, I couldn't get out of, but I went back and listened to the two and a half hours of discourse this morning and was uh, really, really impressed with the quality of the conversation, in particular, uh, Commissioners McNinch and, and Hubs uh, for, for their thoughtful comments. I appreciate that. Uh, and even the, the petitioner, Ms. Smith, um, she, she's always challenged me to, to think about my, my own biases and convictions, and uh, I appreciate, appreciate the level of thought that went into it. I would like to just briefly speak about some of the other public comments and the repetition of barbaric practice and remind this commission that about three years ago, I, I brought forth some of the threats against me and my family. And when we talk about bear cubs being orphaned, I would just like to juxtapose that with comments uh, that they called for for my death so that my children can see what it's like to have uh, to be an orphan. And so let's, uh, let's keep those things in context when we talk about our barbarianism. And again, a standing offer to anyone on the commission to come and join me uh, on a hunt so you can see for yourself what, what goes, goes into a hound hunt and, uh, and, and decide for yourself whether, whether it's barbaric or not. So I, again, appreciate the, the discourse and thank you for this comment. Thank you, Mr. Lesperance. 
So that concludes our public comment. I don't see any other hands raised. I wanna thank everyone for great dialogue, long meeting, but I think we, uh, we accomplished some, some good stuff this weekend. So um, go forth and I will see you in April for our legislative update.